It's time to place your bets. Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's week two already. Can you believe it? And it's time for a look ahead with my good friends, Matthew Friedman and Pat Fitzmorris. We're going to take a look at the early line. Still a lot of football to digest, a lot of injuries. It was a busy week one, I'm sure, as the gentleman will uh, attest to. But we're going to do our best to break it all down for you and see what it means for week two in the NFL as we look ahead to some of these early lines on our consensus betting pro site. And if you haven't already, go check out bettingpros.com where you can bet everywhere you need to to get the best lines you need to make the most money. That sounds like a good idea to me. So check it out. we got the prop bet cheat sheet there. We've got incredible betting tools, incredible betting content as well. So make sure if you haven't already, go to bettingpros.com. And if you're somebody who likes a little bit of uh, extra extra fun, a little bit of something new, go try something new over on Sleeper. It's the over-under game on Sleeper. And Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy format. And today with millions of players on it, you probably already have heard of Sleeper or maybe even have a league on there. I know most of mine, I prefer to be on there. If I can get all of them, I'd be a happy Joe. But right now, I'm just mostly happy. It's a game-changing product over there at Sleeper. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game, and it's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from 2 times to 20x your money that you put in. So, the main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can you know, invite my friends and play against them. And I know I love to compete. I know you do as well. So check it out right now. It's over at Sleeper. What you're going to do is go to sleeper.app slash betting pros. Again, that's sleeper.app slash betting pros. And when you do, and you use that promo code betting pros over there, when you sign up at sleeper.app slash betting pros, put in the code betting pros, and you will get your first deposit match up to $100. One more time, that's sleeper.app slash betting pros. Gentlemen, let's kick things off here with Thursday night football in a prime matchup, so to speak, to coin a phrase. Jeff Bezos probably created this one in a lab or in his giant bald head. And I can say that because I've got a giant bald head. Kansas City Chiefs minus three and a half. They are the favorites in this one. Probably not surprising after Patrick Mahomes' great performance. Matt, what are your thoughts about this early line here with Kansas City being the favorites? I mean, I, I hate that it's at three and a half instead of three. The look ahead was three. Uh, that's where I grabbed it because I just sort of anticipated that the Chiefs were going to crush uh, given the matchup they had last week. And that's certainly what happened. They look great. You know, Patrick Mahomes was 30 of 39. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions, 360 yards passing. Uh, it looked effortless for the Chiefs scoring 44 points, and it, it feels like they could have scored more. Uh, you know, they had the entire offseason to move on from Tyree Kill and rebuild their offense, and they definitely did that. The Chargers last week without number one cornerback J.C. Jackson, it's uncertain if he's going to return for week two. Uh, so that already gives them a little bit of a disadvantage. I have this closer to five and a half or six. Mm -hmm. So I think they're still value betting it at three and a half. Uh, and I, I don't know. I would anticipate that if it moves a direction, it's not going down to three. If it moves, it's going to move closer to six. So I still think if you're looking to bet, you would probably bet this now. Um, but I, I'm just anchoring to the three and thinking like, yeah, if you haven't bet it now, Maybe you don't bet it, but if you want action on this game, and this feels like the kind of game you do want action on, probably bet it now, and I'm going Chiefs. 
Well, you can get the three in some spots. BetMGM and DraftKings, as of us recording this, uh, had it at three. Some other sites had it at three and a half. Pat, with the Keenan Allen injury, too, uh, potentially lingering, does this feel like maybe just maybe uh, Freeman's on the right track here with maybe this should be a bigger number to start? Oh, I think so. Um, I initially predicted it as a five-point game, and Mm -hmm. I think there's value to betting the Chiefs. I mean, Andy Reid has the deed to the AFC West. He keeps it in the glove compartment of his Ford Bronco, and I don't really know that he drives a Ford Bronco, but it just seems like something that Andy Reid would drive. He owns this division. They're the class of the division, and I think there's a little bit of value here because people want the Chargers to be that uh, upstart darling in this division to maybe knock off the Chiefs and, and become the new uh, kings of the division. But I don't know if they're there yet. I mean, they do mm-hmm. have an attractive uh, roster. They do have some star power on both sides of the ball. I mean, the, the Khalil Mack-Bosa combo on the edge is just fearsome. But mm-hmm. I still think you ha- run up against the Andy Reid play calling, and that's such a big edge for the Chiefs here. So um, I think there's value. Boy, they're right on it with the total, though. Uh, 54 and a half, and there were 54 points scored in both Chiefs-Chargers games last year. Yeah, and to, to follow up on what Fitz said there about Andy Reid owning the division, uh, 33 and 20 against the spread with the Chiefs against the AFC West. So Andy Reid definitely has owned the division outright and against the spread and then Andy Reid there's something about this guy like you know everyone knows Andy Reid off of a bye but I don't think it's just Andy Reid off of a bye it's like Andy Reid off of the offseason like the first month of the season the Chiefs absolutely crushed they're 24 and 13 against the spread in weeks one through four uh when it's time with the Chiefs and then Patrick Mahomes in prime time 13 8 and 1 against the spread and that's including the postseason Yeah, pretty good stats there. Let's go to two teams that are coming off victories in week one. The Baltimore Ravens, four-point favorites over Miami, traveling to Baltimore. Fitz, we'll start with you with this one. Uh, I know uh, certainly the J.K. Dobbins uh, out yesterday was something that uh, was unfortunate for the the Baltimore Ravens offense, but uh, Miami looking pretty solid in their debut against the Patriots. How do you feel about this line here as you're looking at it to begin? Yeah, um, I think there's maybe just a little bit of value here with the Ravens. I initially pegged this one as uh, Ravens by five. And, like, the Ravens just have their act together early in the season most years. Last year was a little strange because they had the Marcus Peters injury and the Dobbins and Gus Edwards injury so early, right before the start of the season. I feel like that kind of knocked the organization off its moorings last year. But generally... They come out hot, and uh, we saw that again. They handled the Jets very easily in week one. I think they're going to beat the Dolphins pretty easily, too, and and the Dolphins are, you know, probably flying high after that win over the division rival Patriots at home. Now they have to go on the road in a a tough environment, Mm -hmm. so um, I'm inclined to, to give the points here. All right, Matt, uh, same thing to you with Baltimore. Are the Miami Dolphins maybe enjoying a little bit too much of this first victory? And is this going to be a a wake up call (laughs) in Baltimore? Yeah, I don't I'm not taking a position on this game. I have it slightly towards the Ravens, but I think for the number that we're seeing in the market is about right. One thing I should say is uh, I think it was surprising that uh, Marcus Peters did not play yesterday. Uh, You know, so we need to monitor him 
Kyle Fuller, another cornerback for the Ravens, he exited the game with a knee injury. Uh, left left tackle, uh, tackle Ronnie Stanley uh, didn't play. And then the guy who was filling in for him, uh, their swing tackle, Juwan James, he left the game with a torn Achilles. He's out for the year. And so these are injuries that we need to monitor, and I don't know if they're actually baked into the line yet. So even though I think right now there's a little bit of value on the Ravens, or if I had to bet on it, I'd lean towards the Ravens. Uh, I could actually see the line moving towards the the uh, the Dolphins because of these injury issues. Joe Flacco had 743 pass attempts uh, in the game, I believe, on Sunday. I think that's a correct stat, I believe. Uh, that's from NFL.com. Uh, the New York Jets still lost. They are six-and-a-half-point dogs in this contest on the road against Cleveland. That feels right, but do we think that that is a little too much credit for this Browns team? Uh, your thoughts, Matthew Friedman? Yeah, I have the, a little bit of value on the Jets here in terms of how I'm making this line, but like I'm not betting it at all because uh, they're just a team I don't want to be invested in. I like I I think uh, organizationally there are a lot of things wrong. Uh, the offense <laughs> under under Joe Flacco, uh, I know they they had some yards, but it was all <laughs> sort of trash production. Like well, I'm after not, 700 yeah. pass attempts, I want to say you're going to get some yards. Yeah, it's like just so, the law of averages. Yeah, so. I'm not factoring that into things really at all. So I show slight value on the Jets, but like not enough to make me bet on it. How about you, Pat? Same thing. Slight value, but not enough to move the needle? Uh, exactly it. I might be tempted to play this one. Like, I, I feel like this line should be smaller, like Jacoby Brissett and Joe Flacco. I know Joe Flacco doesn't get any respect, but like he's going up against Jacoby Brissett here. Is it that people, uh, the, the, uh, in the setting of the lines, like there's that much more respect for Kevin Stefanski than for Sala. Like, I don't really understand this line. It seems like it should be more like four and a half or five. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to maybe put a, a small wager down on the Jets this week, but I am yeah, not going five to invest heavily. Yeah, I don't want to be heavily in on this game. Uh, you know, I'll dip more <laughs> of a toe in it than Friedman, but not much. You know, I will say, to follow up on Fitz's point, uh, Kevin Stefanski is 1-11 against the spread uh, versus division. And Sorry, it's not division. No, it's Wrong, wrong stat here. I'm looking at seven and fourteen things because seven I don't like when 14. people make up stats on the show. I, no, I Joe got Flacco it. had 742 pass attempts. That I, is a fact. I, I got it. I got it. That was. Uh, I'm looking at. I have so many things in my spreadsheet here. <laughs> I, I've got. I've got the right one out. Seven and fourteen. Stefanski is seven and fourteen against the spread as a favorite in the regular season. So like this is a guy that uh, you generally do want to bet against when he is laying points. How dare you try to steal my bit of making up? stats how dare you all right let's go to washington at detroit detroit showed grit i think we all could agree on that uh, of course they came up short because they're the lions that's typically what happens but we have the washington commanders traveling to detroit uh, they're coming off a win detroit's coming off a loss uh detroit is one and a half point favorites in this one at home obviously they're not giving detroit a lot of respect matt do you think that that's wrong yeah, I do. I, I'm a little bit angry at myself for not betting this beforehand because I, I do my projections uh, beforehand uh, on Saturday night and, you know, kind of look at the look ahead market to see where there's value. And Washington was favored by one point on the look ahead line. And I had this projected as uh, Detroit 
uh, should be favored, uh, you know, like one and a half uh, or 1.25. And so I was thinking, you know, but it's just across the one or just across zero. Like it doesn't matter all that much, even though you'd be getting a couple points of value. Of course, I didn't bet it and then it flipped after. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I think this line is about where it should be. Uh, I think Detroit is a really good team. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think there's any value here. All right. Uh, Fitz, when you look at this one, I mean, what you saw out of that Detroit offense, I think was incredibly encouraging. Uh, I think the commanders played well, but it is the Jaguars after all, maybe we're giving the commanders too much credit here with this line. Maybe. Um, but like, I'm not ready to, to anoint the lions as like the upstart team in the NFL just yet. So to me, it seems like a pretty fair line. I'm, I'm more interested by the total of 46 and a half, which seems like it's a little inflated for a commander's lions game. Like if you told me before week one, that you were going to get a 46 and a half point total on commander's lions in week two, <laughs> I would have like slammed the under right there. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still leaning that way. Uh, I know the, the lions, had a very nice and I think they've done that two week ones in a row where they got down big and then like fought back furiously and, and piled up yardage and points like after they were down more multiple scores so um yeah like as as well as their offense ran in week one I don't know that that's going to be a uh you know default setting every week for them all right, default setting for the Colts. They neither won nor lost. Uh, they had a tie, gross, uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. They are four-point favorites in this one. The number is 45-and-a-half. Pat, when you're looking at this, does anything tempt you to get in on early? Boy, uh, you know, if the Colts are going to look for motivation in this one, they had that brutal 26-11 to loss to the Jaguars in the final week of the regular season last year. Um, so, you know, I... I I have Jacksonville as as like a, a three-point underdog in this one, so maybe there's a little value on the Jaguars. But, I mean, the Colts have got to be – maybe they're just not good enough to, uh, you know, take advantage of a revenge game narrative. Um, we certainly didn't expect them to lay the sort of egg they did in week one. So, um, you know, you could either go with the value with Jacksonville or the revenge game narrative with Indy. I'm apt to just stay away. All right. Do the Colts exercise the demons in a big way, potentially, this weekend, Matt, with this game? I mean, it, the look ahead was four and a half. The early line that's been released is four. Uh, I could see this moving towards three. I'm I'm on the – I don't know if I actually want to bet it, but I have this at two and a half, which means I probably should bet it uh, <laughs> if it's under the three. Uh, so, you know, I mean, moving under the key number, if I'm betting it, it's Jacksonville. It's It's not Indianapolis. I hope by the end of the show, you listen to yourself one of these times, because it feels like you've got a lot of confidence and then you just, you, you, you don't make the wager. Come on. You've done the homework. Everybody knows nobody works harder than you. No. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers came away with a victory in a kind of snooze of a contest. Uh, they will go and travel to New Orleans, which has historically not been their friend. Friedman, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are regardless still favorites in this contest. Three point favorites. The number is 45 and a half. Uh, I feel like that number of 45 and a half might potentially grow over this week. What are your thoughts on this? Obviously some injuries as well to take in from the Tampa side, both on offense and defense, but uh, New Orleans has been really tough on the bucks. Are we going to go live in the past or is this a, a different season, different saints team? It's, I think it's a similar enough of a Saints team. Uh, and I bet this beforehand, uh, Saints plus three at DraftKings on the look ahead line under the idea that uh, I wouldn't think it would get any lower than that. And depending on how the teams played, it, it could go higher than that. So, uh, 
you know, I think it's a, a good situation here for the Saints. I have this. Let me see where in my spreadsheet. Well, while you're is, looking too, what's yeah. fascinating is if you do like the Saints, the money line is plus one thirty six right now. Yeah, that is that is a number to pay attention to, considering New Orleans has really stuck it to Tampa quite a bit over the last year or two. Yeah, I have this at two. Uh, I think you know, so it's it's close to it now, uh, and so given where we are now, probably not that much value. But man. <laughs> four and one against the spread the saints against tom brady with the buccaneers mm-hmm. uh there's something about their defense like they have the the defensive line that can pressure they have marshawn Lattimore who can take away mike evans uh which means that they can use safety help to bracket the other wide receiver which means that uh, the Buccaneers basically have to be very good running the ball in order to have a sustainable offense. It's just it's a tough matchup for the uh, for the the Saints. So I'm probably on the Buccaneers here, but at two and a half, which is the number that I'm seeing right now, I'm looking at the betting pros odds page. Uh, two and a half is the consensus number. That's pretty close to where I think it should be. If it moved to three, I would bet it. At two and a half, I want it. All right, Pat, how about you? How do you see this Tampa Bay, New Orleans situation working out? Something to get in early or wait and see where it goes? I think I'm going to get in early and take the Saints at this Mm. price. Like, I I just, there aren't many things that bother the unflappable Tom Brady, but apparently Dennis Allen is the one guy who uh, can can get in his head. And Um, Steve Spagnuolo. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like, the Saints have a really tough defense. One of the better defensive backfields in the NFL, and they do have a pass rush, as Friedman was saying. So, And I think they have enough offense to... Um, be able to move the ball a little bit on the Patriots or uh, Patriots Buccaneers. Sorry, I'm I'm locked in. We're all shaking the dust off. I think we're all in a collective three hours sleep. That's okay. But um, yeah, so we saw the Buccaneers struggle a little bit in the red zone against the Cowboys. So maybe their offense isn't firing on all cylinders anyway to open the season. Uh, I do think there's value here. Like I I think this is going to finish as a one score game and um, you know, in a close game like that, getting that many points, yeah, I'll take it in what could very well be a field goal game. All right, the consensus right now for the New York football Giants is they are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Carolina. Carolina had uh, certainly gotten back into that game yesterday. Uh, Fitz, when you're looking at this, the renewed Saquon Barkley, does that renew any faith in the Giants here with this line at home? This is a total stay away for me, Joe. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> one, like, I actually was, uh, you know, hit the – spread and was within half a point of the total when I tried to peg what this would be. So I just don't see any value here on anything. Does this one scare you as well, Friedman? Uh, it doesn't scare me, but I don't see any value. Now, it scares me that I think it will be pretty ugly uh, other than, <laughs> than Saquon Barkley playing in this game, but I don't see any value either way on this. Ugly enough to look at the under at 42 and a half? <laughs> Maybe, but <laughs> both of these defenses are kind of bad. So you could see how the right. the offenses are able to go for. I mean, forty two is a low number, so I'm just probably staying away from all of it. Yeah, that screams for outcome game to me, and I want nothing to do with it personally. New England Patriots uh, take the L, take an injury to Mac Jones. Uh, this one right now, New England on the road, still one point favorites against Pittsburgh in the early consensus, uh, but that could change, uh, obviously, especially as we know health of other players like Najee Harris. Look, this is early, Matt, and I know there's a lot of injury stuff going on with both of these teams, TJ Watt having that injury as well. Is this something also there's just not enough information to make a good decision at this point? No, I'm betting it. Uh, okay. And, uh, I'm on Pittsburgh here. 
Uh, I like yeah. this this position. Uh, I know that the TJ Watt is out, and that certainly uh, that will impact the ability for the Steelers to generate a pass rush. But given that the Patriots are so reliant on the run game anyway, I don't know if that will actually factor into the game as much as it otherwise would. Uh, and Mike Tomlin, I, I just I like him in this spot as an underdog. He's 46, 23 and two against the spread uh, at home, 63, 55 and three against the spread. And then you put that together as a home dog, 14, three and two against the spread. Like Tomlin should almost never be an underdog at home. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots, they look so lost offensively. Mm-hmm. And like we have seen them, I mean, repeatedly, like for the past decade, start slower in the season as they are figuring out what they want to do offensively. Uh, and I think we're going to see them continue to struggle on offense. And it's not as if the uh, the Steelers have a great offense, but they have a defense that's good enough. And like they've just got like a lot of grit. They got that dog in them, you know, like they're just the kind of team that seems to have the innate ability to drag their opponent down to their level and That's keep fair. games close. So I I think uh, there's value here. I think the Steelers should be favored. Well, the money line is even here right now. So, Pat, do you just ignore the spread and just go right for the Steelers to win outright? Uh, yeah, I think I probably will. I, I see the same thing Friedman sees on this one, Joe. Like, I'm just kind of baffled by the line and how Pittsburgh is a big dog. I think it's an enormous amount of respect for both Bill Belichick and for T.J. Watt. Um, that the line is where it is. But to me, yeah, the big factor is that the Matt Patricia uh, orchestrated offense of the Patriots <laughs> is a problem, which mm. I was kind of thinking when Friedman was trying to give the Patriots as a uh, pick in, in week one on the betting pro Sunday morning live stream. Yeah. So uh, I just kept my mouth shut. Maybe I shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that is a huge <laughs> issue. And plus, we've got the Mac Jones back injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know if we're going to see him this week. That's going to be in flux. I wouldn't be surprised if this line yo-yoed maybe half a point either way mm-hmm. uh, during the week. But, yeah, I'm betting the, the Steelers just like a, a blind bet on, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin in uh, as a home dog. Like, that's just too tempting to mm-hmm. pass up. Yeah, as a Patriots fan, I was betting on the Dolphins yesterday. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you guys are saying with other people. So you want to talk about respect? How about this? All this respect is deserved or not. 11 point favorites, Los Angeles Rams at home against the Falcons. Now, the Falcons, they showed a little bit of guts. Uh, but at the same time, you would think, okay, roster wise, these two teams are not in the same universe. And maybe the Rams are going to take it out on the Falcons. Is that just it? But the problem is this 11 points is really a large number this early in the season. Pat, what do you think about this one? Uh, The first thing that jumped out to me, Joe, is like I think this uh, shows an incredible level of respect for Buffalo that the Rams came off that trouncing and Mm. just completely seemed to unaffect, uh, not affect the way they are regarded by Las Vegas. So, um, yeah, like, I don't know. The Falcons were scrappy. Uh, If I'm going to put something down in this game, it's probably going to be taking the points with the Falcons, but uh, ultimately not a lot of value on this. All right, Friedman, scrappy Falcons versus angry Rams. What do you see in this one? Okay, this this one really intrigues me. In (laughs) in, uh, the offseason, when sportsbooks released way too early look-ahead lines, this was 13 and a half. And then on Thursday, this line was 13. 
last night when this line was released, it was 11 and a half, and now it's 11. All right, not that much has really changed in how we should evaluate these teams. Uh, if this moves any lower, I'm taking the Rams, happily taking the Rams. I think they should be around 12 and a half point favorites. I, I have this at 12.25. Uh, and so not a ton of value right now because we're in between key numbers, but some value. And if this gets to uh, 10 and a half, 10, I, there's no way this gets to 10 because everyone will just slam bet the Rams. But mm-hmm. even if this gets to 10 and a half, I'm taking the Rams. Okay. Uh, San Francisco 49ers are going to uh, lick their wounds and, and go back and hopefully get some better weather in San Francisco. They are eight and a half point favorites over the Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to play tonight. Uh, for even when you look ahead at this one, is this just as easy as just forget everything you saw from San Francisco in week one and just copy and paste what you thought about them going into the season? A little bit, but not so much because I still think they, within the circumstances, they could have looked better. You know, like you're in a perfect run game environment. That's the kind of environment in which the 49ers should thrive. And they didn't do nearly as well as I would have expected. Uh, And so I am a little bit skeptical on this team, especially because they are dealing with significant injuries on offense and in the secondary. I have this number at nine. Uh, It's at eight and a half. I think it's about where it should be. Same thing for you, Pat. Just feels about right. Yeah, I mean, it does, and this is the line I projected, but I do sort of like the 49ers in a bounce-back spot getting the Seahawks in a short week. So um, it it just seems like the spot sets up really well for the 49ers. Uh, Maybe I'll change my mind if Seattle looks, you know, fantastic tonight but i don't think any of us really expect that yeah friedman's like come on we're not into fairy tales on this show (laughs) nobody knows what to expect uh when the uh, dallas line comes back out it was two and a half dallas was favored at home against the bengals uh if you had to guess right now with the dak prescott injury what does this line look like now with the bengals traveling to dallas with cooper rush playing quarterback most likely pat bengals minus one that's it one and a half it might be a little more you oh, so? Friedman's got no. some feels. What, what do you think, Friedman? No, I I mean, I think that this line has moved. Uh, like, taking Dak Prescott out, and let's say Dak is uh, top 12 comfortably. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, number eight, something like that. Cooper, uh, Cooper Rush is a below average backup. Like, mm-hmm. I think one of the worst backups in the league. Uh, or at least like a highly unproven backup. So I think the swing from Dak to Cooper Rush is maybe like six points, like five wow. to six points for the Cowboys. Like if if they had, I don't know, like if they had Teddy Bridgewater as their backup, it wouldn't be as big of a hit. That's fair. But like I, this is, I think, a pretty significant hit here. And so I think since he should be favored by like five and a half, Interesting. We'll keep an eye on that one. Obviously, keep listening and watching all the betting pros content to see how that one moves. How is this one going to move you, Friedman? Denver, 10 and a half point favorites at home against the Houston Texans, who also showed some fight in them a little bit as well under Lovey Smith. Uh, is this number too big, too small or just right? Uh, yeah, it's I have this at 9.75. So I'm under the key number of 10, which means that even though, you know, like I'm less than a point off. There is probably some value here, value on the Texans, but man, I don't, I don't think I want to wade into those waters. Yeah, you know? like I, I want to see, I want to see what Denver looks like, 
Uh, that said, you know what? I should probably bet this now. I'm. I was gonna say. But I'm if gonna Denver make it. Even struggles. Maybe this line yeah. gets a little bit tighter. And does that really change anything? Because it's week one, and everyone's kind of shaking the dust off. Sometimes we take a little too much out of week one, don't you think, Pat? We definitely do, Joe. Yeah. And um, I think just in general, people are maybe giving the Broncos a little too much credit. I think they've instantly been anointed as like one of the uh, top Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. And I don't know if they're there yet. Like Russ certainly improves their credibility, but I don't think they're quite on the level of the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, maybe not even the Chargers. We'll see about that, I guess. But I'm with Friedman. Like I had this one at 10 and considering it's 10 and a half, like that, that key number kind of makes me interested in, in putting a little something on the Texans here. Yeah, let's right. walk through sure. let's walk through just a little bit the scenarios of what happens tonight here. Because if if the Seahawks let's let's focus on the Broncos. Mm-hmm. If the Broncos crush the Seahawks, I don't know if that changes this number at all. But if they underperform, uh you could move from like the 10 and a half 10 that you see in the market to like nine and a half 10. In which, like, if that move happens, I think there's significant value. So probably best just to take this now if you like the Texans. Fair enough. That's a good point right there. Let's move on to the next one here. The Arizona Cardinals woke up, but it was too late. The game was already over uh, on uh, week one. And then the Las Vegas Raiders tried to compete, but kept giving the ball to the other team. That's never a good recipe for a win. So both of these teams start off winless. Three and a half point favorites. Vegas is at home. Friedman, when you're looking at this one, do you believe that uh, this line is correct? Is it something to jump on early or something to wait? Man, this this one hurts. I don't want to bet it, but I have value on the Cardinals. Uh, I have this at one and a half. And maybe I'm not adjusting enough based on what we saw last week, but I also want to be cognizant and make sure not to overreact to what we saw. Um, but, you know, Zach Ertz uh, was in his best. J.J. Watt was out. Rondell Moore out. Trayvon Mullen out. Maybe some of those guys come back next week, uh, or I should say this week rather. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have it at one and a half. So through the key number of three and, uh, you know, if I'm just betting my numbers and that's probably what I should do, if I want to have faith in them, I, uh, I gotta take the Cardinals here. That's fascinating. This one I see very differently, Pat. I'd love for you to be the tiebreaker here because I feel like the Raiders should have been much better than they were. They kind of just handed moments away time and time again in that game against the Chargers. Look, Devontae Adams looked great. I worry about the the secondary here a little bit at times with Arizona. Do you think that this may be a little bit too much credit that Freeman's giving to the Cardinals? Well, so I don't know if this is right, Joe, but like my initial instinct was to come down on the Friedman side. Like when I first looked at these lines, mm-hmm. week two lines on Saturday night before we had the data from Sunday, um, I had the Raiders as a one point favorite. And um, obviously, like the, the data for the Cardinals was not very positive. And um, <laughs> like those, maybe I was downplaying the effect of those injuries because their pass defense just got chewed up. I mean, not having mm-hmm. not having Watt, not having those cornerbacks. I mean, they just got shredded. But then again, they got shredded by maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. Fair. And certainly, you know, the best play caller in the NFL. So I don't know if we're going to see quite that degree of uh, – I don't know, the ability to pick that defense apart the way the Chiefs did. Yet, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Cliff Kingsbury is is really uh, shaking my confidence here, and I don't know if they're good <laughs> enough to bounce back and have this, like, revenge game after the, the 
bad home loss to open the season. But I, I do think that, as Friedman mentioned, there's a key number involved here. And uh, since my projection is below it, I'm probably going to take the Cardinals and live to regret it. Yeah, one right. quick one quick thing here. Just Derek Carr. Uh, let me make sure I'm looking at the right uh, the right cell in my spreadsheet this time. Derek Carr, 13-23-1 against the spread as a favorite. So this is like a guy who routinely underperforms when uh, he's in a positive spot. And then on the flip side of that, Cliff Kingsbury is sort of like uh, the, the, the yo-yo zigzag guy. Uh, horrible as a favorite, very good as an underdog. 18-9-2 against the spread as an underdog in the regular season and the postseason. So, like, this feels like a bounce-back cardinal spot. How many of those games did Derek Carr have Devontae Adams for? Zero. Absolutely yeah. zero. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. Just, uh, just uh, I'm the Loki of fantasy. You know that in betting. I, I just like chaos. I like to throw those weird things out there. Let's uh, go to something else. You want to talk about uh, temperature check. Pat, we got to start with you now. Green Bay last year did not look good in the uh, start of the season. Then they went on to rattle off seven straight wins. So is this same old, same old, bad week one, we'll shake off the dust of Aaron Rodgers, or is there a little bit of panic? Because the line's telling you right now this is nine and a half. It's the same old deal, right? Aaron Rodgers just owns the Chicago Bears, right? What do you think about this one, Pat? What do you take out of what you saw yesterday or maybe didn't see from this offense? Because I think Aaron Rodgers saw a lot of purple. That's pretty much all he saw. Yeah, I figured this was automatically going to be a double-digit spread, Joe. I was thinking like 11 and a half. But at, after what we saw yesterday, I understand nine and a half. Um, and I, I don't think there's necessary, necessarily value to betting the Packers after what we saw. Like the pass catchers were a problem. The offensive line was a problem. Rodgers did not get a lot of time to throw. Not having David Bakhtiari and Elkin Jenkins is a big deal, and it sounds like Bakhtiari, at least, is not going to be ready for week two. Um, so I, I do have concerns about the offense, and I, I don't think I can bet the Packers even at a much lower number than I was anticipating. Friedman, this feels like the trap of all traps to me. The terrified. Talk me out of this one here because I don't want to put too much stock in the Bears winning a game on a slip and slide field. But certainly they got a lot of energy and momentum and something to prove. But, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Should we be shaken from what we saw yesterday as much as uh, maybe that Aaron Rodgers was shaken up yesterday? I don't think so. Uh, in the offseason, this number was nine and a half. On the Thursday look ahead, yeah. it was nine and a half, and it is still nine and a half. I am, I am betting it. I am betting it. Uh, I think this number should be 10. Uh, before we uh, got into week one, I had this at 10 and a half. Uh, yeah, the, the Bears looked okay, uh, but I think a lot of that had more to do with the, the circumstances. Uh, the Packers looked bad, no question about that, but they were missing a lot of players. Some of them are likely to return this week, and uh, I think like we should see some natural progression, uh, you know, Last year in week one, they were absolutely horrible and they bounced back. They still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have Matt LaFleur, who has, you know, 13 wins in three seasons in a row. I think they bounce back here. And and by the way, like the uh, the performance of Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, uh, I mean, it's it's the stuff of legend. I probably don't need to go into it, but I will. It is. 20 and seven against the spread versus the Bears for his career. He literally does yeah, own the wow. Bears. 
That's pretty I, amazing. I am on I am on the Packers <laughs> in this spot. I'm not even going to be snarky and say, well, how many games did he have Devontae Adams? I'm not going to do that. I'm not even going to say that out loud. Let's go to the last two games. we got some more prime times here. we got Tennessee at Buffalo. Buffalo, nine and a half point favorites. This feels about right to me, Friedman. How about you? Uh, yeah, I think this is absolutely right. I'm I'm angry at myself because I had this at <laughs> I had this at nine and a half before the game was played uh, yesterday for Tennessee, and it was like, well, the difference between seven and a half and nine and a half, like it's really not that big of a difference because you're not moving through any key numbers. So I'll, I'll wait and see, and maybe Tennessee is awesome, and this number gets to seven. And obviously that didn't happen. It's nine and a half. It wouldn't surprise me if it gets to 10. I have it uh, now after adjusting uh, for this week, I have it at 10.25. So I think there's probably still some theoretical value on the other side of the 10 here at nine and a half. So I could see betting it, but I'm probably, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to decide if I'm betting it, I'm betting on the bills. Okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe it's the point total, 49 and a half for this game. Uh, is that something you want to touch, Pat, or nine and a half, or neither? Neither on the total, Joe, and I'm leaning toward neither on uh, the side, too, because generally Tennessee is in the sort of spot where I want to bet them. Like a team coming off an embarrassing home loss – uh, and, and like, you know, if it's a team that's not good enough to do anything about being angry after a loss like that, then maybe I'd stay away from them. But I think Tennessee is just good enough, or at least they have an above average coach with Mike Vrabel. So I, I would normally like them in a spot against a team that might be a little fat and happy after an impressive nationally televised victory. But what kind of cancels that out for me is the fact that now the Bills will have had nine full days to prepare for this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm just like, even though I actually see a, a half a point of value with the Bills, I'm just not going to touch this one. I'm, I'm a yeah. little conflicted on on this game. If they felt they were embarrassed on Sunday, wait till they get to Buffalo. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings against the Philadelphia Eagles. This one should be fun. Uh, two and a half point favorites. The Eagles are in this one. As we look at the early line, the number's 49 and a half. This feels kind of like an over to me, Fitz. Well, how do you see this one? I had the total right at 48 and a half, but I had the spread at Eagles minus four and a half. I do think the Eagles are a better team. I'm going to bet them. All right, Freeman, do you see this the same way? Eagles look strong in this one, especially offensively, but you know, Minnesota Vikings certainly look pretty good as well. How do you uh, sparse these two? Yeah, this is interesting. So it's vacillated between two and a half and three, but seems to be settling on the two and a half here. And I mm -hmm. have it at 3.25. I do think the Eagles are the superior team. Uh, I don't, I don't want to discount what Minnesota did last week because uh, it was impressive, but I think a, a certain amount of that had to do with just uncertainty and confusion with the the Packers. Uh, and so I still think Philadelphia deserves to be uh, three-point favorites, at least three-point favorites here. So I would be betting on the Eagles. Okay, let's do a little rapid fire here. Matt and Pat's top three early wagers. Pat, why don't you kick things off here with your favorite three so far here on Monday morning? All right. Um, I might be crazy to do this, Joe, but uh, the Jets, I'm going to take that value and take the six and a half points with the Jets. Um, you know, betting on Joe Flacco does not feel uh, good at all. It never does, but I'm going to take them. Um, 
nor does betting on Arizona. But now I feel even better about it. I didn't know that Cliff Kingsbury uh, record is an underdog. So I'm going to take the Cardinals in a bounce back spot in Las Vegas. And uh, last one, I might back down on this if we get some uh, you know, negative news about the injuries. But I'm going to take the Ravens at home against Miami with the, the four and a half points. Lay the four. All right, Friedman, your top three early line picks. All right, so KC minus three and a half uh, hosting the Chargers. I still think that this number should be six. I think they're uh, not quite at the level of the Buffalo Bills, but I think it's the Bills and the Chiefs in a tier unto themselves at the top of the league. Uh, and then Pittsburgh at home as one and a half point underdogs against uh, against the Patriots, your Patriots. Sorry, sorry, Joe. Hey, and man, then, I, I was keeping it real. I told you, I thought the Dolphins were going to win. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm all right. I'm fine. Then, Everything's fine. And then Green Bay. Green Bay at uh, the numbers nine and a half. I'll, I will definitely take that uh, hosting Chicago. There you have it. Now, if you want to see more consensus lines and go put some early money down, head over to bettingpros.com. Go check it out. The prop bet cheat sheet will be available as well pretty soon. It's available for Monday Night Football. Stay tuned to Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. We have the live streams before those in the afternoons. If you want to kind of, you know, start to target some of these primetime action, we're going to get there for you and help you with all that as well at Betting Pros. And if you want to have a little bit more fun on the side, head over to sleeper.app slash bettingpros and use the promo code bettingpros because when you use that promo code bettingpros over at Sleeper and you're playing their new over-under game, you can get a $100 deposit match just for hanging out and starting to play with the promo code bettingpros. Again, that's at sleeper.app slash bettingpros to get that done. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Matthew Friedman, Pat Fitzmaurice, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.